Matthew chapter 2 and from verse 1 onwards. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I will read from Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 onwards. Please have your Bibles open and read with me. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 2, from verse 1 onwards. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy and when they had come into the house they saw the young child with mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him and when they and when they had opened their treasures they presented gifts to him gold frankincense and myrrh then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to herod they departed for their own country another way and when they had departed behold an angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream saying arise take the young child and his mother flee to egypt and stay there until i bring you word for herod will seek the young child to destroy him when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, out of Egypt, I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under. 
according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that, Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Praise be to God. Just in this one chapter. How many times did we see it was fulfilled? What was fulfilled? The prophecy that was spoken by Isaiah the prophet or the prophecy that was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. Whatever prophecy that was spoken came to pass, came to pass, came to pass, came to pass, came to pass during the lifetime of Jesus because it was spoken concerning Jesus about the location and the place where he'll be. God has appointed times. He had appointed seasons and he has appointed places for his people. I want to repeat this again as the spirit of the Lord wants me to. God has appointed times, appointed seasons, and appointed places for his people. If your life is connected with God Almighty, then there is a very clear map that has been mapped out for your life by God Almighty. It is very important for you to be in tune with God. If you're not in tune with God, then you can really miss the clear direction from God. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of this chapter as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. So just, just scroll up a little bit. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, so according to the prophecy, he was born in Bethlehem. So that was done. Now, after that, there are a whole bunch of prophecies that are being fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ during his lifetime, during his birth, his growing up years, whatever was told of him, foretold by the prophets, they all came to pass. And in order for those prophecies to come to pass, there's a shift that is taking place through the spirit of God, where the spirit of God is directing Joseph to do certain things. He's directing the wise men to do certain things. You know why? In the plan of God, while God has planned certain things to happen, you have Satan also coming. He comes and he says, I'm going to cause an abortion here. I'm going to abort the plan of God here. I'm going to cause a deviation here, a detour there. I'm not going to let this plan continue because if this plan continues, then salvation is going to come to this world. So I'm going to block this plan of salvation. So I'm going to see how I can actually kill this Messiah because I already 
thought that I was going to stop this or block this when I tried to mess up with Joseph and Mary's marriage, but it couldn't happen. Joseph is there still. I thought to really put a black mark on Mary and really bring her to a place of total frustration because the whole community is going to look at her as if something is wrong with her. Maybe they may even stone her to death. All these things Satan would have thought. And he said, let me do this and let me get Joseph confused for a minute, a minute. You give your mind over to Satan for a minute. Satan will have a field day with you. Joseph was not a man who gave his mind over to Satan, not even for a minute. When troubling thoughts came to him, he was a man who communed with God. As a result of that, God communed with Joseph. May the spirit of God speak to your hearts at this hour. Whenever the enemy tries to come to confuse you, it is so important for you not to let those confusion come inside, but to keep it out and commune with God. Those who commune with God will never be confused by Satan. I want to repeat this one more time as the Spirit of God wants me to. Those who commune with God can never be confused by Satan. Those who commune with God, God will commune with them. And whatever confusion comes, the Spirit of God will dispel those confusions and he will give the clarity that a person needs when they commune with God. Therefore, communing with God is of utmost importance. You look at Mary, you look at Joseph, these two couples, these two people, this couple was selected, handpicked by God out of all the people who lived during that time because... They both lived upright lives and they were trustworthy people. People that God can trust. That means they're not going to do anything based out of what they see, what they hear, what they think, or what others may move them to do. These people will not do that. These were people who knew how to commune with God. Do you know how to commune with God? Do you commune with God during good times, bad times, and all times? Those who commune with God at all times are the ones who will not have any open doors for the devil. Because if sin is there, you won't be able to commune with God. Sin is a blocker. It'll block you from communing with God. When you have sin in your life, it is going to stand between you and God. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. What is your sin going to do? What does that iniquity do? What will it do? What does it do? It will go and it'll just stop. It's like, uh, you know, when you have the kitchen sink and you're working, all of a sudden the water is not going through. Or you have a garden hose and you're trying to press it to get the water out and it's not coming. Something is blocking. You try to clean your fish tank and, and the water is not coming out when you try to use a siphon to suction it out. Unless the block is cleared, you will not get the result, the end result that you're looking for. Sin will block you. It'll block you from being heard by God. It's going to just block you. Who puts a block? God doesn't put a block. He's not going to say, I'm putting a block between you. No, God wants to come in with us. God wants, he loves us so much. God so loved you that he gave Jesus for you so that you can communicate with him. He separated that middle wall that was there between God and man, which sin brought, which man brought, not God. Man brought this hindrance. Man brings this block all the time. When the block comes, you know, there are people who come and say, all of a sudden, I don't know, I have a block, I have a block, you know, I don't know why the block came in. Why did the block come? Well, you know, who brought the block? God or you? Who brought the block? Who brings the block? You. If you bring the block, you know what you brought. 
We should never come and pretend before God and say, I don't know, some block is there. No, what block? What block is there? If you put something inside, you will know what you put inside. If you're blind and you don't know when you think sugar is salt and salt is sugar, then you can do something. You can put a lot of salt inside your coffee or your tea or whatever you drink and drink it up. And only when you taste, you want to throw up. But if you know, if you can see properly, then you will know this is salt and this is coffee. Even by look, uh, this is salt and this is sugar, by even looking at it, even without the label, you can. Many times, if you know what you're using, the difference between salt and sugar. But if you can't see, then you can actually make a big mistake. If you're going to cook, you want to make a nice dish, a sauce, and you need to put salt and you put sugar instead and you put extra. What's going to happen? The whole dish will go to waste. The block that comes as a result of you putting that block in can only be removed if you remove it. You need to remove it. If you put it in, you need to remove it. It is important. That which you bring between you and God, you have to take it away. You need to take it away. God doesn't bring any block between you and God. If you are in a place where you are stuck, and you need help from God. God will come to help you. But you need to be determined never to put yourself in the place where you put yourself in. Before you got stuck. You need to know this. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. Sin blocks you from communing with God. Sin will block you from communing with God. God is speaking at this hour. When Adam... And Eve sinned. When they sinned. When they ate what they should not have eaten. I've said this before. For those of you who weren't there. I'm going to say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Sometimes some people with de- demonic thoughts will come and say. Why did God have to put this tree in the middle because of the tree? You know all these things happen. And, and why did God do this if he really loved human beings? And, and why would this tree be there? All of these rotten things have come about, the sin and sickness and all these things, death and disease and everything came because of this tree. And, you know, if this tree wouldn't have been there, then it would have been heaven for all of us. Really? Understand this. The world that was created by God was created for man with different purposes. If the tree was put in there, it was put in for a purpose. It was not for you to mess with. In your house, you have all the rooms that are there. And for a child, toys are given. You can be in the living room. You can run to the bedroom. You can do all those things. And you can play. You can take your toy. You can go to this room. You can sit there. You can run from that room to this room. You can go all the way, everywhere. But in the house, you also have a stove. In the house, you also have something cooking on the stove. And you're told not to go near it. Because mommy is cooking. Food is necessary. The child is told not to go near the stove. Can we say that? Why do we have a stove in the house? And it's because the stove, the child went and put her hand inside this pot. Or turned the gas on and, and caused damage to everybody. No. 
This is God's world. He created it. He put the tree for a specific purpose. All he told was don't touch it. Our job is not to touch it. If you look at the whole school, in a school, you have certain rooms that are there. And you have, do not enter there. If you have a meeting, you're not supposed to go in. You can't say, well, I'm supposed to be in the school and the whole school belongs to me. I can go wherever I want to. You call that trespassing. Even in this world, you have that. You have a place and you will see a big picture with a skull on it, with red sign, danger. It's understood. If you get past that, you can get electrocuted. There are certain places that are off limits. When you're told not to go there, Wisdom will say, don't go there. These are not people who didn't know and somehow they just you know, tumbled and they fell on it and God just cast them out. No, we have to be very careful. God is the most righteous, most just, most loving, most merciful God. If he's telling you not to do something, then it is for your good. It is for your good. Don't get yourself burned. He said that if you eat that, you will die. He told you what will happen. If you go and put your hand on that live wire, you will die. Wisdom will say, don't go. If you go on a four-way intersection and not listen to the stop sign, you say, I know how to drive and this is my car. I don't care who comes anywhere. I will go. You will die. At that point, you can't say, well, why are the other cars coming? And well, I don't believe in stop sign. Well, it is my right. No, 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 no. You chose not to listen. When you're told to do something, wisdom will say, you better listen because it is for your good. God tells us to do something. It is for our good. God told Adam not to touch this fruit. When you eat it, he said, don't eat this. If you eat this, this is what will happen to you. You will die. Eve was told by Adam not to eat this what did she do until she heeded the voice of the serpent she was doing fine she heard the voice of the serpent satan and she continued listening the more she listened the more convincing the talk became the talk became that's how it'll happen satan has the power he has evil powers to confuse a person to draw a person from light to darkness. That's why it's very important to keep your ear gates clear of anything that will damage you. Keep your eye gates clear of anything that can defile you. Keep your mind gates very clear of anything that can defile you. Keep your heart clear of anything that can defile you. Because once you open the door for that, it's like COVID virus. It's like HIV virus. It's like all kinds of deadly virus. Once it enters in, it'll go inside. It'll start working. You know how a virus is. You try to give one kind of medicine, it'll mutate itself, become something, and it'll keep changing and changing and changing and changing and changing shapes and forms. Do not play with sin. Do not play with sin. When you open the door for something and think that, ah, that's mine, that's not that bad, that's what the devil will always say. He'll say, oh, that's not that bad. Because if you know it's bad, then you're going to keep yourself from killing yourself. But he's going to say, oh, it's not going to kill you, honey. It's not going to. Well, is he your friend or is he your enemy? 
Is Satan your friend or is Satan your enemy? If he is your enemy, can he give anything good? Can he tell you anything good? Will he do anything good for you? No. So is it wise or foolish to listen to someone who wants to kill you? who wants to destroy you, who is out to destroy you. We need to understand this. God is for me. Satan is against me. God is for me. Satan is against me. The more I listen to God, the more I will live. The more I listen to Satan, the more I will die. He will just pick you apart piece by piece until there's nothing left in you. God is speaking at this hour. Always listen to the voice of God Almighty. So now you see here, Adam was told not to touch this, not to eat from this tree. And what did he do? He listened to his wife who listened to the enemy. Don't listen to anyone who listens to Satan because Satan will use that person to drag you down, to destroy you. You need to learn to say no when you need to say no. You need to learn to have a spine for yourself. Don't be a coward when it comes to the truth. I want to say it again. Don't be a coward when it comes to the truth. Don't be a coward when it comes to standing up for the truth. There are many people who stand up for lies. They boldly stand up for lies. How much more when you are standing up for the truth? Don't be a coward when it comes to taking a stand for the truth. Now you look at Adam. He fell because he did not stand up for what God told him to. He was not there to protect his wife. Instead of protecting his wife, he tried to please his wife. If you try to please someone and not protect them, both of you will fall. God is warning at this hour. It is important. Don't try to please anyone and everyone at all costs. They will fall and you will fall too. Your entire family will be destroyed. When it comes to the truth, make sure that you are on the Lord's side. Make sure you're standing up for what you believe. Make sure that you don't let someone else fall and you don't let them drag you down to the grave. God is speaking at this hour. Make sure that you know that this is the truth and I will even die for it. But you know what? Those who stand up for the truth will ultimately live. They will not die. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. Those who believe in me, he will never die. Even in this world, everybody has to pass through that doorway called death. But you know what? Those who have Jesus Christ, they will not die because they go from one place to another, living here and more alive there. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You look at Adam. Adam sinned he ate the fruit that his wife gave the wife ate the fruit that the serpent said that oh this is really good and you're really going to live and and look at you you have all these things but you don't have this that's what satan will say look at this you have all these things but you don't have this oh you're not content with all these things you want this the very thing that will kill you you want that where is wisdom anytime you listen to satan always remember the wisdom that god has given will be gone When you listen to Lucifer, the God-given wisdom will be gone. That's the first thing Satan will take away from you, which is discernment. Satan will come and take away that which is the most important, which is knowing the difference from right and wrong. He will come and rob the most important thing that is given by God to you. What is it? Knowing what is evil and what is good. You need to know that. Imagine. Suddenly you got confused and suddenly you don't know which lane you should drive in. 
and you begin to drive on the opposite side where the vehicles are coming opposite and you think that you're going on the right lane, what will happen? Think about it. Think for a minute. If that judgment, that discernment is taken away from you and instead of going on where you should be, you're going on the highway one way and you're going on the opposite side, what is going to happen to you? Or on a one lane road, you're just going by yourself and you have a whole bunch of cars and you cannot even turn around and go, what's going to happen to you? If you don't have the discernment to know that this is where I should be, this is where I should drive. If you don't have it, you cannot live. You are in for death. Spiritual discernment is of most important, utmost importance. If you lose that, you are in for spiritual death, which is the worst death of any kind. Know this. The body is meant to be born and it's meant to die. We all go through that phase. But the soul that sins will die for good. That means when that death comes in, it'll be dead forever and ever and ever. That death you don't want to have. The second death is the worst death because those who experience that death and choose to stay in that death and die the physical death with that second death will be with Satan in the lake of fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. We need to have this in our minds. Very important. So what happened to Adam? Adam did what Eve said. Eve lost her discernment. Eve listened to Satan. When she listened to Satan, the discernment that God gave to choose right from wrong was gone. So now she's listening to Lucifer who is lying to her. And all of a sudden she's getting fascinated by what the deceiver is saying. And she's moving towards death. And she ate that fruit. Now she's taking that and giving it to her husband. And the husband who's supposed to put sense into her and to say that, what in the world are you doing? You're going to fall off the cliff and grab her by the hand and pull her from there. No. All of a sudden, he listens to he's trying to please her. Compromise will kill you, remember. I want to say it again one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Compromise can kill you. If you compromise the truth, it will bring death to you. Compromising the truth is bringing lies in, entertaining lies. What happened to Adam? Adam said, I'm going to please Eve. If you try to please your family members, mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, whoever it is, husband, wife, brother, sister, whoever it is, it'll bring you loss of discernment and it'll make you a fool. It'll drag you down into curse, from blessing to curse. Quick transition will take place. You won't even know that you fell off a blessing and you've fallen into a curse. God is speaking at this hour. So what happened to Adam? See, it's a very deadly, dangerous place in. When you suddenly make the transition and you didn't even know that you've made it. Because the choice that you made was a willful choice to ignore the voice of God that came to protect you. Be very careful. So you look at Adam, Adam listened to his wife and he said, I want to please you. So I don't want to offend you. You know, you are giving it to me out of love. You're giving it to me. So I'm not going to say no to you. Oh, if you try to say yes to everything, you will end up dead. Remember that there are places where you must say no. There are places you must say lovingly, but a firm no. If you want to live and if you want your people to live. 
somebody has to stand up for the truth. Somebody has to say no to the devil. If everybody says yes, everybody will be destroyed. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't do what Adam did. What did Adam do? Adam tried to please his wife. And he lost the blessings of God. So now he ate his soul on the inside, died. Now he knows that he has sinned and he's trying to cover himself up and she's trying to cover herself up and they're both hiding. They're hiding from God. Did God hide himself from them? No. They sinned. Who hid themselves from God? Who? Those who sinned, not God. God so lovingly came looking. He already knew what they did, but he still came looking for them. This is who our God is. Our God is love. God is love. God is love. What did he do? He came looking for Adam and Eve, just like how he came the other days to talk to them, to commune with them, because God wants to commune with human beings because he created them. They're his children. He wanted to come and talk to them. But guess who was missing? The kids. The kids who did something rotten, they're hiding themselves now. I don't want to see daddy. God wants to see him. God wants to see her. Both of them are hiding. Sin will keep you from God. Remember, God came looking for you. This is why Jesus left heaven and he came down to earth to die for us. He came looking for us while we were dead in sin. Christ died for us. He came looking for us. Don't you ever say that, oh, God doesn't care. Don't you ever say, oh, God is not seeing. Don't you ever say, oh, God doesn't love me. Don't you ever open your mouth and say that ever again. It is you. When you go far away from God, lose that discernment and you keep yourself from the presence of God. When you bring sin, sin blocks you from God. You put a barrier between you and God. God doesn't put a barrier between you and him. You put a barrier between you and God. When sin comes there, that's it. You go into hiding because sin becomes your covering. I want to say it again one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When... You bring sin into your life, presumptuous sin. That means you know that you're doing is wrong. You know what you're doing and you do it anyway. When you do that, when you do that, you make sin your covering. At that point, you block yourself from God. You block yourself from God. So that block needs to be removed. When that block is removed, then you begin to see God, hear God once more. But how can that block be removed unless you repent? How can that block be removed unless you fix that, unless you take that away? God's word says, those who forsake their sins will receive mercy. It is so important to know that you need to do what you have to do in order for you to remove that which is blocking you from God. If you put that block, then you remove that block. And then you'll be able to commune with God. So that communication is very, very important between you and God. God communes with man. God was able to commune with Joseph. God was able to commune with Mary. Satan thought, let me see if I can just mess this up. But Joseph was not able to be messed up by Satan. Or Satan couldn't mess up Joseph because Joseph was communing with God. 
Satan thought, let me just make him feel suspicious about Mary. He couldn't do that. No matter how many thoughts Satan was bringing to Joseph, Joseph said, I am not going to do this publicly. Even though all these things, all that the people are saying, all the evidence that is out there points towards Mary being on the wrong. I am still not going to do that which the rest of the people will do. And he was communing with God. That's why God communed with him. He did not take the action. He was not somebody who heard it and who said, oh, you wretched, treasure, you know, treasures, unfaithful, you know, whatever it is. And you get away from me. And, you know, like many people immediately, somebody has to say something and that's it. It'll be like as if God said something. They won't value God's word, but they value human beings word. You can't cast them after that. They jump up and down 10 feet high. Don't be like that. Don't be impulsive. Don't base your life on what people say. Base your life on what God says because he is the truth. So you look at God. God communed with Joseph. And God protected him from the destroyer. Because God had a plan for Joseph's life. Because Joseph communed with God and God communed with him. You see Joseph's name in the New Testament. You know why Joseph's name is in the New Testament? Because he partnered with God and he was co-laboring together with Mary in the ministry and life of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts today. God communes with man. You see here, every place God is communing with man. Now you look at chapter two. I'm going to finish it a few minutes as the spirit of the Lord wants me to. But I want you to pay close attention to what the Lord is saying. What God has for us today. Many things God has spoken, which are very concrete, applicable. You need to hold on to. This is all leading to something here. Where Jesus Christ is born in Bethlehem. In the days of this man called Herod, who was a king appointed there. You have wise men from the east coming to Jerusalem with a purpose. And the purpose was they wanted to worship this king who was born. The star says that he is born. The star says that he is born. And so they're coming there. True worship versus false worship. True worship versus false worship. We need to understand that. Not everybody says, I want to worship him and I want to worship him. I want a lot of deceptive people that are out there. People who say, I want to worship him, but their hearts are against God Almighty. The Lord God who sees the hearts of men, he knows. The Lord God who saw the hearts of these wise men knew that they wanted to worship God. So the star is there to guide these people directly to where Jesus was. They went and they worshipped Jesus Christ. But you look at Herod. Herod heard the news about this. Oh, the king is going to be born. He got troubled and all the people with him got troubled. Look at the nature of the leader and the nature of the people. What kind of a spirit was working in that region? Think about it. Not good. Now you see here, these people, these wise men, they go there. And then in order to find out, oh, these are all really, really people who oppose God Almighty. Who? Herod and his people. But what are they going to see? To find the answers, they are looking at the scriptures to see what does the scripture say? What do these evil people have to do with scriptures? Oh, that's where the trick is. 
Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy and he's a master deceiver. He looks to see the scriptures to see what he can get to accomplish his plan. Who? Satan. He looks to find information through the pages of the scriptures to see how he can fulfill his demonic agenda. God is speaking to our hearts today. We as God's people must have discernment. God's discernment should be there. That discernment cannot be lost. You cannot afford to lose discernment. If that is gone, you are gone. Remember that. The discernment comes from God and it has to be there at all times to protect you from the deception of the enemy, from the deceiver called Satan. So now you see, verse 3, Herod the king heard this and he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So they're just looking into the Bible, into the book of Isaiah and into into the the Bible that they have, the scroll, and they're saying, oh, but you, Bethlehem, in the land, in the minor prophets, you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. So just reading all these things, okay, this is going to happen here, and there's the place, and he got all the information. And then Herod, when he got all these things, he is calling the wise men. He secretly called them. He's telling them this. Oh, tell me when he actually saw the star. How long? And he's calculating. If he wants to worship Jesus, what do you care about how old the child is? That was not his motive. His motive was destruction. These wise men, though they were wise, they didn't know the motive of this king. No, only God knows the motives of people. No matter what wise you may appear on the face of the earth, you don't know everything and you are not God. So you look at the wise men with all the wisdom they had. And they were called wise men. They knew how to study the sky and they knew the star. And they said, oh, the king has come. And they had that kind of a wisdom to go and see him and even worship him. But when it came to recognizing the destroyer, the killer, the murderer there, they did not have that wisdom there he's trying to calculate the age of jesus the baby who was born and these guys are giving them giving him the information that all he was asking he's saying okay when did this stop oh this time and how long this time so the baby is probably oh yeah this old they gave all the information because they didn't have the wisdom to spot the deceiver but if you're with god god will commune with you If you're with God, God will tell you. God was with Jesus. God was with Mary and Joseph. God was with the wise men. They really, genuinely, they came to worship Jesus. God is not going to get, God is not going to let anything evil happen to these wise men who came to worship Jesus. Nor Jesus Christ who has come into this world to save people from their sins. Satan is saying, how can I kill? How can I kill? Now, I couldn't destroy Mary. She was not stoned to death. Now, so Jesus is still there. I tried to kill him before I couldn't. Now, let me see if I can do it here. He's just ferociously going after this Christ child because he did not want salvation for mankind. Can anyone alter the plan of God? No. 
You can forfeit the plan of God for your life. You can opt yourself out. But those who cooperate with him will become co-laborers in the plan of God. Now you look at Herod. Herod says, oh, I want to worship God. By the way, tell me his age. And he calculates all these things. And he says, verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. What a liar. What was working through him? Evil spirits. Who moved the wise men to go and worship Jesus? God, the spirit of God. Who was moving Herod to say that I'm going to worship Jesus? Satan. Was he really going to worship Jesus? No, he was going to murder. God is moving people to worship him. Who else is also moving at the same time? Satan. Always remember this. When God is on the move to do something, Satan will also simultaneously move. He'll say, oh, something good is happening. I had to go and spoil that. God is working. I need to go destroy that. When God is working, Satan will also work. Only those who have eyes to see will escape the trap of the enemy. Traps of the enemy. God is speaking at this hour. He called these people and he said, okay, let me know when you find Jesus. Make sure you find him. And when you find him, let me know because I really want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. And these people didn't know. But you know what? They were sincere. God came and revealed his plan to these people. Now, God didn't come and tell them all the story. Hey, this was going to happen. This one. No, no, no. See what happens here. Now, verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child and his, with his mother, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And then, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then verse 12 is very important. So you see over here, they sincerely came to worship Jesus Christ, the son of God. And they brought gifts to the Messiah. The star that was sent was still guiding them. The star was given by God to them to take them safely to the Christ child. The star did its job. They went there, they found him and they worshipped him. Now once the job was done, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. What is happening here? Sincere people who came to worship God, God revealed to them right from wrong. If you're on point with God, God will reveal to you right from wrong. If you're on point with God, if your heart is to worship God, not to worship yourself. If your heart is to worship God and to follow him faithfully, God will preserve you from sinning. This is the prophetic word God is giving to you. If you're a sincere man, if you're a sincere woman, God will prevent you from doing anything wrong that will bring damage to God, damage to his kingdom, and damage to yourself. God will protect you. God will protect you from any kind of trouble that will come to bring you down. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. 
whatever it may be, whatever problem you may face, if you're on point with God, God says he will lead you. He will lead you to safety. He'll protect you from sin. He'll protect you from curse. He'll protect you from falling. God will lead you. God will warn you. Many times warnings will come like this. Many times warning will come during a Sunday service. Many times warnings will come through prophecy. God will warn. It's very important to take heed. It's very important to take the warning that comes from God and do what God tells you to do. What happened here? They departed for their own country another way. Some other way they left. God is speaking to our hearts there. When the spirit of God moves, when the spirit of God works, when the spirit of God does what God alone can do, Something that you never knew, but God is revealing what is happening. It is important to take every instruction that God gives and do it exactly the way you're told. Then you're protected. When you toy with it, that's when death will happen. It's very important that these wise men had no part in the death of the innocent. They moved and they went another way. They moved away, they went another way. God protected them from sinning. See, this is not just because God wanted to protect Jesus. Jesus would have been protected anyway. God spoke to Joseph and Joseph took the child and he went. But God protected these people so that the innocent blood will not be on them. God cared about the wise men. God protected them. God made sure that they had this privilege. They traveled all the way. They came to worship Jesus. And God said, I'll give you that privilege. You worship Jesus and you go home with a blessing. No curse will land on you. No innocent blood will be on you. If you learn to obey the voice of the Lord, the way God tells you to, you will be protected in the month of September. Whatever snare the enemy may try to bring to you, you will be protected from all the snares of the enemy, provided you don't lose that discernment Provided you hear the voice of God and don't ignore it. Provided you depend on God and have this communication line clear between you and God. That you don't get yourself involved in any presumptuous sin. Then the curse and the innocent blood. You will not have any partnership with it. God will protect you. God will protect you from the enemy. God will protect you from the curse of the enemy. God will protect you from any curse that will come from anywhere. God will protect you. God will bless you. God is speaking at this hour. There's another word from the Lord God is giving at this time. When God leads you towards something greater, such as seeing the Christ child and worshiping him, if your focus is the Christ child, no one can stop you from worshiping him. Nothing, no sickness, no disease, no disaster, no crisis, no nothing can keep you from worshiping the Christ child. The star that God has placed in your life will always be there to lead you straight to the Christ child. The spirit of God will lead you through the source that God has placed for you and that will not be taken away from you. The star that was kept was for the wise men. 
Well, you don't see that. Oh, Herod saw, saw the star and his people went, they followed the star and they went straight to where Jesus was. No, the star was not there for Herod. The star was there for the wise men. The spirit of God, the anointing of God, the servants of God, God is placed upon the lives of the people of God is for the people of God. It is for God's people to prosper. No one else. The blessings that come from God, they are for his people and not for the enemies of God. The contract that comes from God to his people are exclusively for his people. These are the blessings that will follow those who follow him. This will overtake those who keep his commandments. Those who follow the star will end up where Jesus is and will worship him. God is speaking at this hour. In this month of September, God says he will give you an uninterrupted worship. In this month of September, the Lord says, God will give you this uninterrupted worship. If you want to worship the Lord and you say, Lord, this is what I want. Recording God, stopped. I want to worship you. Lord, I want your blessing. Lord, I'm coming to seek you. God says, you will have that. You won't have that interruption. You won't have any block there. God will cause you to draw near to God in this month of September. God says, the blessings that God has reserved for you. Where God wants to lead you to, nothing can stop it. Whatever the enemy is trying to do, God will expose that and God will show you. And God will keep the enemy from you. And God will keep you from the enemy. And God will lead you right to the source of the blessing, which is a blesser himself. And God will satisfy you. This is what you want. This is why you're coming. God says, I will give the desires of your heart. When? When you keep your eyes on the source of the blessing, which is the blesser himself. There's a word from the Lord God is giving for those who are keen on worshiping Jesus Christ only. That your heart be undivided. Be loyal to God. Have the spine to stand up for what is true. And have integrity to hear, integrity to hear that which God has for you and to follow it. Be like the wise men. If you're like the wise men, then God says, I'll give you. I'll give you the privilege that most people don't have. You will go and worship the Messiah. God is speaking to our hearts today. The blessing that God has for us is far about what the world will want. You look at Herod. Herod wanted his throne. Herod wanted his crown. Herod didn't have the understanding that the one who is in that manger, the one who is <coughs> in that crib, the one who is in that humble place is the Lord God who can actually give the real crown and the real throne. He wanted something that's of this world. And he said, I will go after even that which is eternal to destroy that so that I can keep this earthly throne and I can keep this earthly crown. What a fool he was. God is speaking to our hearts today. 
Don't let Satan deceive you. Don't go after the earthly throne and the earthly crown. And go against that which is eternal. Don't try to hold on to your earthly throne and earthly crown. And say that I will disregard the eternal and keep the temporal. Well, we read. It came to pass. Herod was dead. No throne and no crown will endure forever. But the crown that God will give and the throne that God will give for his people, that will last forever. The promise that God is giving for his people today, for this month of September is, go after that which is eternal. And God will give you privileges and blessings that people who don't go after his kingdom will get. That which will last will stick to you. That which God will want to give to you will come to you. God will lead you right to the Christ child, the source of blessing. And you will have the privilege to worship God is a privilege. Remember that. Being in the presence of God is a privilege. Remember that. And the wise men had that privilege. As we close for tonight, ask yourself this question. Am I seeking the Christ child to worship him? Is my communion with God really good in a way that he can communicate with me? No matter what happens, do I have a strong backbone that will not just bend and sway whichever way it is, try to people please, please people? Or You can stand up for the truth and help someone else from falling. You don't go down the drain and you help someone else also from going down the drain. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to be a channel of blessing. You don't want to be someone who's so weak that every time the wind wind blows, you're just flat on the floor. But you want to be strong. You want to be strong. You want to be someone who will not be influenced by Herod, not be influenced by the people, but only be influenced by the Spirit of God, that God can communicate with you, knowing that you will listen and you will take the route that you have to, that you will not go back the same way you came when God said, don't go that way. That you will have the wisdom to protect yourself from partnering with sin. Protect yourself from getting a curse on yourself. Protect yourself from shedding innocent blood. Protect yourself so that the blessing that you get will remain with you. That you can take the blessing home so that not only you, your entire family can be blessed. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time and thank you for your word that you gave us. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for speaking to our hearts today. Thank you, Lord. 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 Abba Father, our covenant-keeping God, the Lord God, who always looks for our good, The Lord God who always looks for our good. I praise you. 
the Lord God who always wants to communicate with us. I praise you. I praise you for your love, for your compassion, for your kindness, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I pray a blessing upon your people in this month of September. May each and every single one may enjoy the true fellowship that comes from God Almighty. Lord, may they have the blessings that comes from God Almighty. May each and every single one here, Father, get stronger and stronger and stronger in the ways of the living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may the strength of the Almighty God be upon them in the name of Jesus to protect them from every spirit of error in the name of Jesus. May the strength of the Almighty God be upon the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That their ways may be plain and clear before them, Father. Or that they may go straight to where they need to. That they may not get lost, Father. May they not lose track, O Lord. May they keep their eyes on the star that you have placed before them, Father. They may follow and get to the destination. Be blessed and become a blessing. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now. And until we see Jesus face to face, amen. Amen.